to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Feed You podcast. I'm Elisa Connor, and I'm your host. And I want to uh, welcome you here to the podcast this week. As you know, it is conference season. Uh, I don't know why it starts in August, but it seems to start and rev up from August to November, but it is time. So sometimes there's a a little bit more, um, there's a few more conferences that start in like July, but I thought it'd be really helpful to give you some tips when you're planning out your conferences, because it is an investment typically to attend these conferences, no matter what time of year you're attending. But I happen to see that there are a lot of conferences specifically in my um, arena of where I want to learn that happen towards the end of the year. So late summer, end of the year. So I wanted to give you, I have seven different tips that I put together to help you make the most of your conference investment. Because if you're spending, you know, five, seven, nine, twelve, two thousand $2,000 to be there, you want to make, you know, good use of that time. And better yet, you want to learn while you're there and then come back and implement. I think that's where a lot of people drop the ball. In fact, recent statistics or the statistics around learning in general are that we learn um, and retain 10% of what we see, 30 to 40% of what we see and hear. So there's your conferences. Typically it's 30 to 40% um, because you're only seeing and hearing, whereas you will retain 90% of what you see, hear, and do. So implementing when you get home is really critical for you um, in retaining your um, information as well as getting the most ROI out of your investment of going to a conference, regardless of what that conference is. So I wanted to put together seven simple tips for you to make the most of those conferences before, during, and after, because it really is a um, three-part plan that you have to take with you when you are signing up to go to a conference. Before we hop into that though, take a minute and listen to this message from our sponsor. One of the biggest frustrations I hear from business owners on a regular basis is, I need more clients. And I get it. Every business struggles with getting new clients until you know how to do it. The problem is, is you spend your time networking and going to events and making phone calls that don't go anywhere. You're out trying to attract people to you when there is a much easier way. Growing your email list is so important because it fills your list with potential clients who actually want to hear from you. And it gives you the ability to reach out to them on a regular basis and share what you have to offer. To grow your email list, you have got to have a great free download. Sign up for our free newsletter isn't working anymore. You've got to create a download that piques their interest, gets them to take action, and adds them to your list. Sounds easy, right? Of course it's not easy. That's exactly why I created my new free training to help you create an awesome free download. You can sign up at elisaconnor.com forward slash create my freebie. This live training is gonna present the five easy steps that I've used with my clients to help them go from hot mess marketing to growing an email list that they consistently get sales from. So you don't want to miss this training. Head on over to elisaconnor.com forward slash create my freebie and sign up today. 
I'll see you inside. So let's start with number one. You know me, I love to have a plan. No matter what we're doing, I think we need to have a plan, whether that's you know creating success in our business, putting out content, um, whatever it might be. So of course, number one is to create a plan and a goal for that conference. So if you're going to a specific conference, so say you're going and it is just truly to network and meet new people. And if you pick up some information along the way, bonus. But um, so you want to determine when you go in there, you know, who is it you want to meet? And more importantly, why do you want to meet them? So rather than going in and say, I just want to meet everyone that um, I could possibly be friends with at this conference, that's not really a realistic goal, nor is it going to get you where you want to be. So before you plan to go to a conference, regardless of what it is, um, be really specific. Like if you want to go and you're looking for somebody to add to your team, for example, and you're looking for an admin, you want to connect with virtual assistants at that conference, because regardless, if you hire anyone, they may be able to give you tips, tricks, techniques to, um, you know, maybe questions to ask when you're hiring, or they may be able to connect you to that resource. Another example would be if you're adding some an, another specific position to your team. So maybe you need a designer. Well, you may want to connect with web designers or developers at a conference, not because you're interested in doing business with them as a customer, but you may be want, um, maybe wanting to create a relationship that is a contract relationship with them and adding them to your team in that way. Or maybe you just want to hire them as an employee, whatever that looks like. So figure out who you want to meet and why you want to meet them. And then um, another tip for this area is, you know, when you're there, perhaps some of the people you want to meet are the influencers of the conference. And what I mean by influencer is the people that are perhaps speakers or organizers, and there could be several reasons why you want to connect with them. Uh, It could be that you want to connect with them so that you could um, invite them to do an interview later for a video show or your podcast, or it could be that you want to partner with them because you know they're an expert in an area that you also work in, but you want to have them on to offer a different viewpoint, or you want to do a um, co-blog article and interview them for that. Um, Or it could be that you're just doing research because you want to see what they're presenting on because you ultimately have the goal of presenting at this conference. That leads me to tip number three is if you really want to attend um, or you really want to speak at a conference and there's a couple that I have on my radar that I really want to speak at. It's a really good idea to go and attend that conference and rub elbows with the right people. And that includes the organizers and the people that um, are speaking. Because if you can have a quick conversation with those speakers, nine times out of 10, they're willing to share with you the tips and tricks of, um, you know, how do you get in there and get to be a speaker? And it may not be, you know, you need to talk to so-and-so, but it could be, you know, you're inviting them to your speaking engagement and you want feedback and, and maybe you're, um, or you're giving a webinar and you're like, Hey, would you just hop on for a few minutes? I'd love your feedback or whatever that is. However, you're building that relationship because you never know if what you're presenting is going to hit them to the effect that they're going to tell somebody else about it. And it could possibly be an organizer. So, Think about those connections. I talk about that all the time. You know, who you're networking with is always, um, there's always a reason and a a method behind it. And it may not necessarily be the one that you plan on. Also, um, 
The other reason that you would want to plan to attend a conference, and for me, this was this past spring, is that you want to learn a specific skill. And so for me, I was um, very intentional about signing up and wanting to learn very specific framework around story branding. And so you may be going to a conference or an education event or seminar or whatever that is, um, but that is your intention. And then, you know, I met some really great people and contacts while I was there that I've continued to build relationships with now. But that was, again, a bonus to the experience. What I really went for was the education and the information. So those are really the reasons and the plan that you want to put together, even if you just jot it down on a piece of paper, because I think a lot of times we will sign up for conferences or events or seminars just because somebody else is going. And I know I've done it. I I know many other people I know have done it, but it can add up to be a lot of money, even if you are just getting the conference ticket for, say, three or four hundred dollars. If you have to travel, in most instances you do, um, you've got to figure in, you know, airfare, rental car or lift, um, hotel expenses and food. So that three hundred dollar conference is now costing you fifteen hundred dollars. And so you want to be able to recoup um, what you invest in that in in some way. So that brings me to number two, which again is to connect with speakers. And I can't stress this enough because you can learn so much from the people that are presenting, even if it's not the information that you are gathering from them that they're speaking on. So they may be presenting on a topic that you know in and out and you're like, they're not going to give me um, any additional information on that topic. However, um, I recommend, you know, looking at presentations and there's a specific conference that I typically go to that I did not go to this year. But one of the recommendations I made for colleagues and friends that were going is that even if you don't get a lot out of the content of the conference, you can 100% watch um, how the presenters present themselves or hold themselves on stage. Um, the way that they will sell their products and services from stage, the words that they use, the mannerisms they use, because those are all, there's a reason that they're making money from that stage. And if you want to take um, scrupulous notes on how they do that, they're never going to know. They're never going to know that you're taking notes on what they're doing versus what they're presenting. And so that's a really great way to look at it is, you know, um, not only are you looking at them for, you know, who is presenting, what are they presenting, because they may have a different viewpoint than what you do. um, But also, you know, how are they presenting? And when you're also looking at speakers, it's really great to know, um, you know, if somebody is speaking on your topic, that's really good information because the likelihood that they're going to invite the same speaker back to talk on that same topic next year is pretty slim. However, if you were to bring that topic to the organizer's attention and shine a different light on it, you may very well get chosen to be on that stage next year. So look at what they're presenting. And then of course, um, there's always the there's always room for collaboration. So you may reach out to those speakers and go, hey, I really liked your talk because you went to it. Um, And I'd really love to know, you know, would you like to partner and do like maybe a future training event on my Facebook group? Or would you like to do, um, you know, a, a feature article where we can talk to each other and 
and share our different tips and techniques or could I interview or whatever that looks like because it never hurts to build that collaboration with somebody that does very similar things to you because they may be able to offer you insider tips that you aren't aware of. You're going to get on their radar. They're already speaking. So you want to be on their radar because one way or the other, um, you want them to be aware that you're also going after this um, same, you know, audience, or you're wanting to get on that stage or whatever that looks like. Most people that are already on the stage are going to be open to helping you get there too. Um, I've met very few people that aren't willing to step out and at least, you know, offer some tips or advice on how to get there or how to um, improve or all of those different things. So that is number two, connect with your speakers. Number three is about remembering what you learn. And this can be, um, it can be a little overwhelming when you go to a conference because as normal, um, people will uh, present tons and tons of information. And typically conferences are days long, you know, two, three, four days long. Um, And so it can be a little unnerving to know what to take notes on or what to remember or how to remember things. So um, I'm going to recommend you one before you go determine which sessions you want to go to. And it's really helpful and they don't always do this, but it's really helpful if the organizers give you a synopsis of what the speaker is talking about. Sometimes that's not possible. Sometimes it is, but um, it helps you kind of plan out where you want to be. And so of course you're going to want to take notes, but don't take tons and tons of notes. I'm going to say, um, I'm going to give you a system and I, this is a system I use and it helped has helped me because I used to be a scrupulous note taker too. And, um, then I get home and I would never look at them again. Whereas when I started doing the system, um, the things that I took back with me really did help me learn, um, and incorporate what I was learning into my business. So number um, one is to only write down three key takeaways and this can be per session. So if you're going to multiple sessions and they all have different, um, learning, um, options, <laughs> learning options for you to, you know, that you're, you're, you're learning something very specific. Um, just write down three key takeaways. And then I always say if the presenter offers their connection information, and that can be a website, it can be their Facebook page, it can be email, whatever that is, take note of that too. Because even if you never email them, you can always go to their website and the likelihood that they're speaking, that they're going to have something additional on their website or that they're going to have a Facebook group or whatever that is so that you can um, either gather more information if you need it at the time you go to implement or um, also just go and kind of snoop around and see what else they have going on because they may be creating content on a regular basis, like with a podcast or a YouTube videos or whatever that is that may help you get a little further along with what they taught you. So always take down the speaker information, write down your three key takeaways. And then when you get home, have a plan to implement. And I think people get overwhelmed. They go to a conference and they get really excited and then they come home. And then the reality is that they look at their business and they're like, Oh, there's so much to do. I don't have time to do anything. I just learned. So I'm going to offer you a suggestion, which is build into your day 20 minutes a day for the first, if you can do it for a month um, of, you know, giving yourself time to implement what you've learned at a conference. That is awesome. Even if you only do it three days a week, you know, 20 minutes, three days a week. I think if you do it every day, 20 minutes, even if it's just for a week or two, when you start implementing little things that you learned, 
um, you're going to see higher results and you're going to definitely see a return on investment for what you've spent to attend that conference. So those are my three tips around that. Number four is the obvious one, get social, make new friends. I just had my, uh, my twins start high school this, oh, let's see. So I'm recording, I record these in advance. So they started high school yesterday and one of them came home last night and they're like, I don't have anybody in my classes I know. Now, mind you, there's 450 kids in their class and a third of those were people that he went to middle school with. And I was like, you don't know anyone? No one, you know, no one. He's like, well, I know some people, but they're just not my friends. And so my advice to him was very simple. I told him, you need to start conversations and make new friends. You're gonna see these people every day. And I told him that his older brother, when he went into high school, was not friends with any of the people that he is friends with now. He met all of them in high school as a freshman, and now they're, they've been friends from you know freshman to now senior year. So I'm gonna recommend the same to you. When you go, um, don't end the session and go back to your hotel room. End the session and you know at a lunch break, sit with somebody new and say, hey, can I have lunch with you? I don't, you know, especially if you don't know anyone there, Don't just stick with your core group of people because you never know who you're gonna connect with, who you're gonna know, or better yet, who they know and connect you to. So one of my um, cardinal rules is I very rarely will sit with people I know either at conferences or events because I want to get to know different people. Um, Also, you want to, at the end of the day, try to make plans to either go have drinks or if they have a, a happy hour, a lot of times they'll have a happy hour or an after hours event for conferences and events. Um, So make sure you attend those. I know I attended one, uh, I didn't get to go this year, but I went the year before um, for Social Media Marketing World. And one of the, they had multiple after hours events, but the one that sticks out in my mind is that they had an event and it was at a, it was a bar, it was like a three level bar um, in downtown San Diego. And one of the, I don't, I'm going to call it a benefit of going to this was that they had karaoke. And so I got to know a, a couple of lovely ladies from the UK and then another um, gal, I think she's in Missouri, but they, um, she was the only, so Dana was the only brave one to get up and do karaoke, but it was really kind of a fun bonding event because, you know, we got to connect and talk and be silly and take pictures. And so just think of ways that you can, you know, deepen those connections, deepen those friendships and make it fun. Also, you don't want to forget to look at the vendors because you never know, um, one, there's there's a couple of reasons. One, you never know who those vendors might be looking for as a speaker or um, somebody to do training for them. And especially if you use their product, you definitely want to. So if you have specific products that you implement, so I the one that comes to mind for me is, um, there was an Adobe booth at that same conference that I just spoke about. And I use Adobe all the time. And so when I spoke to them, um, I was kind of trying to find out information from them. Like, you know, if you do training, um, how do you do partner with people? Do you have an affiliate program? I, I like finding out all the dirt, like how can I partner with them in my business? They didn't necessarily have that option, but you never know who that is a vendor at an event may be looking for a partnership opportunity or may have an affiliate program that you can promote in your business and earn residual income. So 
think about those vendors and um, don't just go up and grab all their freebie stuff and not think through, you know, why are you connecting with them? Do you really need another cozy for your, you know, your beer? <laughs> so it's, you know, be intentional, I guess, is, is what I'm trying to say is you, if you're going to connect with people and you're going to spend your time and energy doing that, be intentional with why you're connecting with them. And then um, I always say one of my one of my tips that's worked really well for connecting with new people is to just formulate before you go three unusual questions that you can ask somebody that you meet that's new. And they the, the reason I say that is if you can create unusual questions and it can be anything from like where was your late your favorite vacation place or where was the favorite where was um, the place you vacationed in the last three years that sticks out in your mind. And the reason I say that is if you have those unusual questions, they're going to remember you. They're going to they're going to get back home. They're going to be like, oh, remember that gal that was asking me about her um, about my vacation, and we ended up having a longer conversation. What did she do again? And so you're going to stick out in in their mind because you took the initiative to get to know more about them, but also ask very unusual questions that most people don't ask. Typically at a networking event, it's hi, what's your name? What do you do? Uh, where do you live? How long have you been doing that? If you can think of, you know, those three questions that stick out in their mind that aren't, you know, completely out of the blue, but that can be conversation starters, you're going to stand out in their mind. And then last but not least, be the last to leave any event because you never know who you're going to connect with at the very end. And it could very well be the person you're meant to connect with. So as long as you can. A lot of times I know I get really tired at conferences because I'm um, closetly an introvert. I'm I'm fairly extroverted, but I really um, am an introvert. I need to go power down. But as long as possible, even if it means getting to the after event a little later so that you can stay later, try to be the last person that leaves. And then number five uh, on the tips as we're moving right through is to put your phone away. It is really tempting to have it out to do selfies or to take photos of conference slides or whatever, but I am going to um, encourage you to just not take it out. Like if there's a certain activity that, you know, you want to take quick pictures before an event starts or you're out and about and you're going to take a picture, you know, of, um, so an example that comes to mind again is when I went to this social media marketing world conference, they used to do it. Um, the first night on a Navy boat. And so they would have this huge event and they rented out the whole thing and they had food and they just, and so we were on the rooftop of this Navy boat, just taking crazy pictures. And so that of course was fun because you're going to remember those, you can post them. And a lot of times they will encourage you to post and tag and hashtag, um, the event. So that's fine. But for the most part, I'm going to encourage you to put your phone away because it is a distraction. It's easy to get on there. You're, you're going to be looking at your email. You're going to be looking at social feeds and it deters you from making the connections you're there to make as well as um, being really present for why you're there. And I have seen a lot of people, they're like, oh, I'm just going to open it for a minute. And then they'll have an email that just puts them into squirrel mode. And they are immediately thinking about, okay, I've got to go, I've, I've got to leave the conference now because I've got to go answer this email because I saw it and I know it's a problem and now my brain's not going to let it rest. Whereas if you didn't take your phone out during the conference, 
and you didn't see that, it wouldn't have distracted you. Now, if you need to, if you have kids that need to get in touch with you or it's an emergency or something like that, of course, you know, you can add them to your favorites and it will ring through and that you can handle. But I, I'm saying don't check your email and don't get on social when you're at a conference as much as you can, because again, it's it's gonna give you the squirrel effect and you're not gonna get out of it what you are there and intending to get out of it. And social media and email will wait. I know it's hard to believe, but they will wait. You've invested your time, you've invested your money to be here. You thought it was important enough to be at this conference, so be there. Intentionally be there and be connected. Number six. Oh, this is a good one, and almost no one does it. So if you do it, you're going to stand out like a diamond in the sky. That was all I could come up with. So a diamond in the sky is what we're going with. Um, do actually do your post conference follow up. And the reason I say is that most people do not do any kind of follow up or they'll send one email. It takes seven to nine touch points to actually get somebody to convert or do business with you when you are um, connecting with them, whether you are connecting with them to join your email list, be on your podcast, become a customer, whatever that is, it's going to take seven to nine touch points because they've met a lot of people at this conference and you need to be in front of them. So personally follow up with them. Um, I recommend Bonjuro or there's a, there's a video recording app that I, that I've talked about previously that connects to, um, Gmail, and I will put the link to that in the show notes. I don't have it off the top of my head. It's not sticking out. But if you can record a personal video and just tell them, you know, when you met, like which session it was, what you got out of the conversation and that you want to connect again, if you can do that face to face, that is awesome. They're going to they're going to remember you're going to have a higher conversion and a higher open rate. Um, Also, again, you want to follow up more than once, I recommend seven to nine times. And you can do that in different ways. Maybe you make a phone call, maybe send an email, maybe you reach out to them on social. Uh, Maybe you, you know, uh, send them a note in the mail, it could be any number of things. But the more you reach out to them, the more times you touch them to do follow up, the more likely they're going to respond and and connect with you. And then, Oh, and the other one I just talked about. So which is to use an original method and you will, I cannot stress enough, the power of a written thank you note, um, or a written hello card or a written, um, it was great to meet you or whatever, because we don't get a lot of snail mail. And when you actually get a envelope in the mail that is handwritten and addressed to you, if you have that opportunity, Um, the likelihood that they're going to open that and actually have a smile on their face is pretty high. So if you can take time to send out, you know, little notes to people and um, do kind of the above and beyond that what anybody else does, the likelihood that they're especially if it's somebody you want to connect with, that is uh, an influencer in your space, and you want to perhaps have them on your podcast, the more connection points you can make that are personal and personalized, um, the higher chance that they're going to respond. So that's point number six. And the last one, point number seven, is to always try and pay it forward. And you can do this in so many ways, but I have three different tips for you. The first is 
when you're looking at connecting with somebody, I, the first question that always pops into my mind is who can I connect them to? Who do they need to meet that I can connect them to? And so when you have, you start to build your network in your business, you have those people that you, you may never do business with them. You may never have um, the opportunity to need to hire them. Or if you do, it could be a very short term, like maybe you have a house painter and you're going to hire them once every seven years. However, having that person in your repertoire and knowing they do a good job, especially if they've done work for you, is a great connection point because you never know. You may meet somebody at a conference. It's like, oh, I really need somebody to set up um, my website. And I don't, you know, I have this stuff that started and it's a halfway project and I just don't even know where to call and I'm just really overwhelmed. Well, if you have a website designer or developer or somebody that understands that platform that's in your database, you can connect them and they will forever remember, oh, I'm so grateful that, you know, Sally connected me to Bob. So the first question to ask yourself is who can you connect them to? And then the next question I'm going to have you ask yourself is how can you help them first? I mean, that's not necessarily giving them business, but maybe it's, you know, you can um, promote something that they're doing. Maybe they have an event coming up and you want to promote it on your social media channels. And so you reach out to them and say, hey, I see you have this event coming up. I'd love to um, share it. I think it looks like a great opportunity. I would love to share it with my audience. Or it could be um, I'm writing a feature blog article on blank topic. And um, I remember you saying you were an expert. Could could you give me three tips that I can include in the article and then I can refer people back to you to learn more? Um, anything like that, any way that you can, you know, help them out in some small way, they're going to stand out in your mind or they're, you're going to stand out in their mind and um, they're going to remember you and they're going to want to continue the connection, which is really what you're going for, especially if it's somebody like an influencer. And then um, last but not least, I think this is really important, especially if you have a team, if you're going and only one of you can go to the conference, you really need to have a regroup when you get back and share not only the knowledge and the information and the people that you met at the conference, but you need to share your integration plan. So how are you going to integrate this in the business? What components are you specifically going to integrate? What components are you going to outsource? And what knowledge can you share across the team so that everybody benefits from your investment in the conference? If you don't have a team, um, then you may want to share it with your audience. You may have like an audience in a specific um, arena. So the example that comes to mind is like, say you are a doTERRA um, consultant and you go to the doTERRA convention and they have a brand new oil that came out that helps with A, B, and C symptoms. Well, you could share that information with your audience in any multitude of ways. It could be, you know, a blog post or you do a Facebook live or you do um, any kind of um, content creation plan to share that with your audience because they weren't at that conference. There's no way for them to go to that conference, but they still need the information. And the end result is they're going to order that oil from you because no one else shared it with them and no one else told them the benefit of it. So that's what I've got for you. There's your seven tips. Uh, I appreciate you turning, tuning in this week. Next week I am breaking down why you would need a landing page or an opt-in page for your freebie. And so, um, there are, let's see, 
six tips and some pitfalls and all kinds of stuff that I'm going to be talking about uh, around that. So if you're wondering, you know, do I need a website or do I just, can I just add a form to my current website or what does that look like? You will want to tune in next week where I really break it down to why the benefits of having a specific landing page um, or an opt-in page for your freebie. Thanks again for tuning in. If you like this episode, I would love for you to leave me a review on, I guess it's iPodcasts now. I don't think it's iTunes. iTunes kind of got moved podcasts over to a new thing, but um, iPodcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you next week. Have a great week. Just a reminder, don't forget to sign up for my free training to create your irresistible download. Everybody wants a great free download. Why shouldn't you have one too? Grow and build your email list so you can get more clients by joining me on my free training at alisaconnor.com forward slash create my freebie. I'll see you soon.